What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first inaugural. Is that redundant? First inaugural? Whatever. The mm-hmm. first official podcast of the Lunch Pail Legends. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Here with me, Oliver <laughs> Nelson. Dylan Nelson is down with the flu, so he he missed the inaugural podcast the lunch pail legends he's i know i know him and his family don't like it but he's being real d-man right now (laughs) he's sick (laughs) i'm just kidding i guess yeah yeah yeah, this flu thing has been going around i've had multiple friends get the flu now and i really don't want to get the flu so cross your fingers have you guys gotten i know you've got you got uh you got sick like a week or two ago it wasn't the flu though right no it was just a cold bit it kicked our butts yeah it it was a nasty one so um yeah not the flu yet that's good that's good ain't nobody want the flu i hate throwing up just feeling just feeling nauseous at all even if you're not throwing up sometimes when you're feeling nauseous, you want to throw up. Yeah. Because then know? it's like, yeah, like, let me throw up. I'll feel better. Right. And it's just like nauseous, though. It's just like, no, it's not. Nothing's coming up and you're just suffering. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it was when I had COVID. I didn't throw up at all, but I was nauseous for, I don't know, a week. <laughs> it, was, it sucked. Um, anyway, uh, today on the podcast, well, we're going to first. Just, just kind of explain the name, the name of the podcast. We should probably do that. Give some, give the people some context. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into some news and notes. Uh, then we'll do our lunch pail legend of the week, which hopefully clears up a little bit more of what we mean by lunch pail legend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then we'll do some some recaps uh, from the NBA playoffs. We're not going to go over the AFC rankings. Uh, top five rankings like we did with the NFC. We'll wait for Dylan to get healthy to do that again. Uh, so we'll probably do that next week. Um, but we'll skip on that for this week. You're welcome, Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, we know, you know, he wants his his top five heard, just like yeah. us. You know, can't can't cheat him in that. Um, okay, so lunch pail legend. What is what is a lunch pail legend to you, Oliver? It's, it's just like the guy who's not the most talented he probably should be like a role player but he just works hard typically uh, uh, he's a smarter player you know he he knows the game really well um, but he's not Hot. the most athletic he's not he, he just goes about the business like his business right he's not flashy he's not outgoing um I don't know. That's a lunch pill guy to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree. I think, I think a lunch pill guy can still be a really talented guy. Like you could argue that like Kobe is one of the biggest lunch pail guys of all time. Like he was just a gym rat. He was first one there, last one out. Like it didn't matter that he was arguably the best player in the league. Like he worked harder than everybody else still. And that's why he was so good. 
So I feel like a lunch pail guy could be a really talented guy. Like True. you only get really talented by being a lunch pail guy. Yeah, exactly. You got to put in the work. You got to put you in know? the effort to be a lunch pail guy. Yeah. But I, I, I think, yeah. Oh, I think like the light, like the, like, I don't know. This is like in, when we were more Googling or when I was Googling at least kind of what a lunch pill guy was. Some of the definitions I, that came up and like this player is like perfect from like, like early 2000s for baseball. David Eckstein. Oh yeah. <laughs> Short had the weakest arm in the MLB had to choke up on the bat like was not oh yeah i remember not, that was not the most talented guy on the field but he was smart and he knew his role and he did what he had to do to get to kind of help his team win um but it was just complete hustle player looking at him he was five seven only hit 35 home runs not not a flashy player but he won a couple world series with the cardinals um and it was and just played hard, right? Um, but Dave, Jacob, to your point too, it could be somebody like Kobe too, right? Somebody who's like just a workaholic. Yeah. Um, so anyway, and I think a perfect example of a talented lunch pail guy is Giannis. Mm-hmm. Where was Giannis drafted? Dang it, I meant to look this up before we started recording. Um, I don't like, think he was. He wasn't a high draft pick, was he? I think he was mid first round. Mid first round, round one, yeah, 15th overall. So, like, people weren't picking Giannis to be a superstar. You don't go 15th overall, assuming this guy is going to be the best player in the league. Mm -hmm. Like, usually, when someone's the best player in the league, let's look back like LeBron, first overall. Yeah. Kobe was actually, wasn't he kind of middle of the first round, too? I think he was, wasn't he like 10th? see 13th yeah so look at that kobe kobe is similar to Giannis. um i feel like kobe got more hype coming out of high school though than Giannis. maybe it was because he was coming straight from high school maybe Um, yeah probably and he was u.s player so i think a lot of people just knew of him more that way nobody really knew who he was yeah but I mean, it took Giannis some time um, to really dominate mm-hmm. in in the NBA. Like I'm pulling up his stats right now, because um, I don't think they were all that impressive his first couple of years. Um, no, they're terrible his first couple of years. So, yeah, I mean, so his first his first year in the league, he averaged seven points. Second year, 12 points. Third year, 16 or 17. Uh, fourth year, 23, 27, 27, 29, 28, 30. Yeah. So it took, I mean, a solid four years for him to become Giannis. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lunch pail guy, man. Mm. Like, just, just come in, work harder than everybody else, and dominate. Like, that's awesome. I love it. So, really, we were just... I mean, we were just searching for names. Like, what what are we going to name this podcast? Um, Dylan Dylan thought of what was that? What was the one that led to Lunch Pail Guy or Lunch Pail Legends? Oh, I 
can't remember what there, it was. We, there was a couple there's a couple words it was, that we right there it was like gritty i think like, gritty yeah um um anyway i can't remember what it was but uh but it basically led us to a site of like names that announcers call white athletes <laughs> and yeah someone was a gritty <laughs> large pale guy lots of heart is what i think it was lots of heart yeah um anyway and then we saw lunch pail we were like that's kind of cool so we kind of we went we went back and forth with like lunch pail sports and i don't know lunch pail legends it's just got like a it's got a ring to it yeah so that's how we landed on it lunch pail legends here we are um so we're gonna we're gonna do a, a segment every week the lunch pail legend of the week uh we're gonna get to that here in just a minute first let's do some news and notes what do you say let's do it Nikola Jokic, two-time NBA MVP, back-to-back. What do you think about that? Good for him. I think he deserved it. I mean, the numbers he put up this year are first time ever. NBA history, you know, took a pretty mediocre team to the playoffs. Granted, they didn't go very far in the playoffs, but um, I know he's not the most flashiest player, but I think what he did – just this year, last two years, has been really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, Jokic is awesome. Um, I, I'm i kind of getting tired of hearing the media talking about, uh, you know, someone like Embiid should have won it because his team was better. Uh, and I'm like, well, that's kind of, that's kind of just a, it's an okay argument to make just like a blanket statement, but like was, was Philadelphia so much better just because of Embiid or because they had some better players than, than, uh, than Denver, like Jamal Murray was hurt. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Totally blanking. Uh, my, uh, not Michael Portis. Uh, anyway, Another another uh, another one of Denver's players, yeah, one of their better, yeah. one of their better players was also hurt. Um, they just didn't have anybody. That was a really thin roster, much thinner than than any of the other MVP candidates. I just don't like that argument. Like his team wasn't as good. It's like, well, without without Jokic, the Nuggets aren't even a playoff team, in my opinion. Like that's a that's just not a good Nuggets team. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think I think without Embiid, the Sixers maybe still sneak in for like six, seven, eight seed, maybe. Um, but still valuable. Embiid's obviously still valuable. Giannis, obviously, he's the best player in the world. Um, but that doesn't mean Jokic didn't deserve it. Whatever. We've talked about how the the regular season NBA MVP is kind of dumb anyway. So whatever, Jokic can have it. Um, I think when Jamal Murray is healthy, when they have a fully healthy roster, um, I think the Nuggets will be a force. I think they'll be really tough to beat. Yeah, no, I think so too. And just kind of looking at the numbers too, like Embiid had more, he averaged more points per game. He averaged 30.6 and Jokic averaged, I think, 27.1. But Jokic also out-rebounded. By I think about two, 
two boards a game and also like had more than double assists per game. Yeah. So like that's where he won it, right? Like point if you looked at points alone, like okay, yeah, Embiid has an argument, but rebounds they're relatively similar. But like to have a big man be able to have almost eight assists a game. Yeah. That's that's pretty dang good. Yeah. You throw in defense too. Embiid's got the edge on defense. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't know. It's it's preference. Whoever's mm-hmm. voting, like Jokic, Embiid, they're both deserving. Giannis was deserving. Um, whatever. At the end of the day, uh, Finals MVP is to me much more valuable. I want you to be the Finals MVP. Um, and anyway, just my take. John Morant out for the rest of the season out for the playoffs, um, which I thought would mean golden state was going to close out this series, which we'll get to that <laughs> in a minute. It is currently 130 to 89 Memphis, uh, easily on top right now. Goodness. I do not understand. 130 points. And there's still f- five minutes to go in the game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. It's, anyway. It's oh, sorry not to get too off topic, but Memphis's record when John Morant was in, in the lineup this year was like 20 and five or something like that. Clearly they can get hot. Apparently. <laughs> that's that's clearly something they're they're capable of. Apparently. Um, uh they do Dylan was talking about this when I was complaining about how boring Memphis was to watch without jaw. Um, Dylan pointed out their defense is better. Their defense is, is for sure better. Um, the warriors looked lost for a good majority of that game four. Um, and looks like today too, which is crazy because like, I don't know. There's the series has been, even though Golden State is up 3-1 currently, they're about to be up 3-2 Yeah, five minutes. But, like, this series is very close to being yeah, the other way around, right? For game mm-hmm. one, this is a, a last-second layup to win the game. Um, they played them really tight in game two. <clears throat> in game three, I thought. Um and so it's just like, yeah, now it's like, now they're the Grizzlies, the yeah, Grizzlies won the last two games. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, a little I'm a little worried about Golden State right now. They haven't looked very good this series. First couple games they looked pretty good, but like the last two games looked pretty bad. Yeah. They turned it on for like the last few minutes of mm-hmm. last game, but clearly not. Something's not right. Um, I haven't watched this game yet. The game that's on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just prepping for the show. Um, clearly, I'm not missing uh, an interesting game, but I'm definitely going to have to watch it back and just see like what is happening with the Warriors. I don't know if it's, you know, if the Grizzlies are going off on offense. You know, everyone's talking about Clay. You know, losing a step on defense. 
I don't know. Looks like everyone's losing a step on defense. The Memphis has 132 points right now. Yeah. And and if and if Golden State were scoring more points, I'm sure the Grizzlies took their their foot off the pedal here. Um, I don't even know if they have their guys in still. Hold on. Yeah, no, they have all their backups. Yeah. So, okay, but the reason I brought up the John Rant injury is because obviously everyone started talking about how you know is this a dirty play by Jordan Poole. Do you remember the, the the play where he supposedly got hurt? Yeah, he like where he like grabbed his knee. Yeah, they're like double, they're like triple teaming him because he was he dropped like forty points. Yeah, like, <laughs> I I had to watch the play like three times. I was like, what happened here? I I don't understand how how did he the 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 I, I saw a link in in one of my sports apps, and it's like John Morant gets hurt. I opened the video. And it just plays, you know, him in the middle of, you know, it was about half court somewhere around yeah. there. And it was just like a, a regular play. I was like, what? <laughs> what did they did they upload the wrong video here? Like, what? How did he get hurt there? And then they sh- they slow it down. And I don't understand how anyone could interpret this as a dirty play. Clearly, Jordan Poole was reaching for the ball and happened to grab his knee. Like, he did it once. He reached in once, like, trying to get the ball. He reached in again, and his hand on his way back down, like, way back to his own body, just swiped Jaw's knee. I, do you think feel the same way? Did you think this was dirty yeah. at all? I don't think it was. It's, it's a basketball play. You know, I was like, you and I, I heard, oh, he's hurt. A knee injury. It's like, okay, like is going to the rim like you know he was probably like 20 feet up in the air like he jumps right like dude floats in the air like okay he landed funny hurt his knee right like that's a pretty common basketball i wouldn't say common but that's typically how most guys in the nba like tear the acl right yeah and i saw it and i was like this can't be the video like dude just like his knee got like i don't know i think we've anybody who's played sports has probably taken a harder blow to their knees than what happened to jaw on that play yeah i don't know like, was, i'm not like, saying he's an emotional guy he's and he was probably angry and upset that that happened and in his mind probably something it was probably a lot worse right because obviously it was a pain he was probably like oh he like tried ripping my leg off right without really but then you saw the replay and it was probably like oh yeah i didn't look as nearly as bad as what it felt like right um because i saw they, they shook hands the next day like I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you thought it was dirty, like I don't think he'd be shaking hands with somebody the next day, right? Like and Jordan Poole doesn't seem like that type of guy. Like he doesn't have any history of it or anything like that. So I think as a basketball play, unfortunately, somebody got hurt, but I don't think it was you can go and say it was a dirty play. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that Jaw didn't get hurt from that. Yeah. I mean, he could he could have for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, with ACL or MCL injuries, which I think that's what it was. Um, it doesn't take much, you know, some lateral movement, you know, when OBJ got hurt, wasn't that an ACL in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you come down and it's like, I feel like nothing even really happened. Like it doesn't, it doesn't always look bad with an ACL. It's just like, all it takes is one little tweak in, in a weird direction and, and that's it. 
Um, it's unfortunate for sure. I'd love to see job playing right now, but to call it a dirty play, I just think is dumb and clickbait. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. Next piece of news, our boy Tom Brady gets it big with Fox. 10 years, $375 million for whenever he decides to retire. <laughs> That's a crazy contract. Yeah. It's like, we'll give you all this money just whenever you're ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of I tend to think Tommy's running it back this year and he's done. Yeah. I just think I, with this with this looming in the background, it's like you can still be in football and you can just talk about football for 10 years and 37 million dollars a year. Yeah. No, I agree. If you know that you're going to be making like twice as much next year, not having to get hit, not having to go through nearly as much work, get to sit in a nice comfy booth. Yeah. Like I'd be looking pretty forward to that. Yeah, for sure. He deserves it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. I I mean, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily have like a polarizing personality where he'd just be like a firecracker in the you know in the booth but he's one of the most cerebral players we've ever had in the league i mean matt we're always talking about how romo is calling out plays and like oh man romo's a genius it's like well he's not as much of a genius as tom brady so if if uh if romo is that good in the box imagine how good someone like Brady is going to be. I mean, Peyton was awesome on the the Manning cast. Yeah. Eli was good. I, I enjoyed listening to Eli and Eli seems about as dry as it gets. Um, <laughs> so they, they were great. So I, I think Tom's going to be awesome. I think he'll be great. I think it's a great, great. It's great for the NFL. It's great for Fox. Like, yeah. Um, it was overall, I think it's a win-win for everybody. Like, I don't think anybody's going to be like that. Tom Brady sucks in the booth, right? Like, I think everybody's going to be anybody who knows the game is going to be tuning into those games that he announces because it's it, you're going to hear how he views the football, and that's what like made John Madden so popular, right? Like, you know, see those clips, and it's just like he's got his little whiteboard, and he's got all the bow, 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 you know, like that. But that's who he was, right? And that's how yeah. he thought football. And it's just like how John, John Brady, geez, um, Tom Brady <laughs> thinks about football and how he views things. He's that's going to be live as it's happening and as he's watching it from the box. And it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. To hear how he thinks and views about football outside yeah. of football, not playing. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, supposedly he's going to be making as much or more than uh, uh, Aikman and Buck combined. Oh, really? <laughs> Apparently. That's what I heard. I haven't, I haven't vetted that, but um, that's what I heard. Uh, all right, last piece of news. The NFL is, is releasing their schedule Thursday night. Um, as of right now, we're recording on Wednesday, tomorrow night. Um, if you're listening to this tonight, um, or if you're listening to this, it's probably Thursday. If it's Friday, they already released it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Thursday night, they're releasing their schedule. They've already announced some games. 
uh, on Christmas Day, there's going to be a triple header, apparently. Uh, one of them is going to be Broncos-Rams. Big, good game. Yeah, that will be. Yeah, it'll be. Um... Yeah. The only thing that's hard with these late season games that they're announcing is that both teams could be completely like out of it by then, depending on how they do or like if there's injuries. I don't think they'll hop. I think it's more likely to happen to the Broncos than the Rams. No. I feel like, okay, these teams are both in, they're in the two toughest divisions in football, probably. Definitely the AFC West. I think they're both going to be fighting for their division still. Do you think that'll be week sixteen? So they'll still have two weeks left. They'll that'll be they'll have three weeks left, including that week. I think they're both going to be. I mean, the Rams are probably going to be battling it out with the Niners or Arizona. Um, the Broncos are definitely going to be battling it out with KC, Chargers, Raiders. I think they're both going to be needing to play hard in that game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not. I, I'm not saying that they won't. Like, there's mm-hmm. obviously a, there's obviously a path for both of them to have their, you know, maybe it's maybe it's the Chiefs are so far ahead and they're like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think they're both going to be playing hard. I don't think that's going to be a end of the season. You know, sit my starters. No, and I'm almost thinking more of like if there's like a big injury or, um, you know, a couple of injuries or, you know, like that's kind of what I was more thinking of, or maybe just, you know, babe, this wasn't our year. Um, the reason why I say the Rams is because, like, sure, the 49ers are good, but that AFC West is rough. That's rough. And it's just like if Russ get, if Russ gets hurt or a couple of the receivers get hurt, like I don't know, I don't know how how well the Broncos are going to do. If they have any I mean, big injuries. I'm high on the Broncos, but because of how hard that division is, that's six games. Yeah. That, I mean, it's not totally unreasonable to say they lose all six. Those are six tough games, you know. Yeah, I don't think they will. I think they'll, you know, if I had if I had to bet, I'd probably say they win like fifty percent of them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's rough, man. That's a that's a rough division. It's not, you know, the Packers in the NFC North or you know the Patriots in the AFC East for so long. Yeah, I, I guess you could say that you know the Bills in the AFC East now. I don't know. The Patriots are fine, but I don't think. Yeah. Anyway, Mac Jones is not not my guy. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, and the Vikings will play the Packers on New Year's Day. That'll be cool. Yeah. New Year's Day at Lambeau. That'll be kind of cool. I don't like cold games, but something about New Year's Day that just feels kind of cool. Yeah. Hopefully they play somewhat early. I think you said it was a Monday night game, though, right? Or Monday. Uh, that'll be Sunday, yeah. I oh. think. New Year's Day is Sunday. Which freaking sucks, by the way. Our employers better give us the day after that off. 
I think we get, I think I get that Monday off. Bet you I will too. Yeah, it's all on a Sunday. Yeah. Oh, that blows. Yeah, they better give us the second off. Anyway, um, that is a tangent. Let's get into our lunch pail legend of the week. What do you say? Who's your legend of the week? Lunch pail legend of the week. I got L- L- oh, go ahead. I was going to say the LPL of the week. Oh, I like that. Lunch pail legend, LPL. Um, I got Al Horford after his game, what was it, game five performance, 30 points. Had a nice poster on, on Giannis. He definitely, he definitely carried the Celtics in for that win at his age and how long he's been playing in the NBA. Um, very quiet guy. You know, he just kind of goes about his, his day. He's not flashy. Yeah. This is cool. Um, so it was great to see him have such a great game and be as dominant as he was that game. So he's my, he's my LPL of the week. LPL of the week. I like it. He was on my list. Um, Another guy I have on my list, and he's my LPL of the week, Mikael Bridges, Phoenix Suns. I think he makes this team tick in a lot of ways. When he plays well, particularly on offense, I think the Suns, Suns play much better. Um, when he has like less than 10 points, um, the Suns seem to be just a little off. I'm not saying he's like the key, like they need him for everything, but for some reason, when, when he's playing well, the Suns are playing well. Um, he always plays well on defense. He was just – he was outstanding in that, in that game five in Phoenix. Um, he had four steals. It felt like he had 50. Um, I think it was because they just led to transition buckets, easy transition buckets. He was so good. Hustle, hustle plays. Um, he just wanted it more. He just he looked great out there. He brings good a, energy. He brings good energy. Yep. That's what a lunch pail legend does. Yeah. Brings the heat. <laughs> Bringing the heat, man. Oh, Kale yeah. Bridges. Love it. Um, oh, who is Dones LPL? I know you sent us in a text. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. I got you, yep. D man. Do you have it up? <laughs> um I got it. Uh, it okay. was Dorian, Dorian Finney-Smith. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, he said, undrafted rookie gets better every year. Uh, top defensive player on the Mavs. Um, on a top five defense. Uh, and he's becoming a knockdown shooter as well, which in one of those games in Dallas, he was just lights out. I think he had like 24 points. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's a great lunch pail legend for sure. Finney-Smith. Yeah. Finney-Smith's been good. Good one, D-Man. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> let's get into some game recaps. Uh, let's start with Boston-Milwaukee. They just, well, not just, a couple hours ago, finished their game five? Four? Game five. Was, like, yep. was it game, game five? Yep. So now <clears throat> the, yeah, right, because the Bucks are now up 3-2. Um, what, impre- what, what, kind of, what impression did you have after that game? Or what were some thoughts uh, running through your head? The biggest one that, you know, that I was really kind of disappointed about with the Celtics is, you know, you had 
10 point lead at, at one point in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You got to close that out. Like, I, like you're, you give, I mean, I, I give Giannis a lot of credit. Best player in the NBA right now did what the best player in the NBA needed to do, right? He took over in the fourth quarter. Um, he had some really big buckets and made made some really good plays, especially late in that game. But if you're the Celtics and you have a 10-point lead, you gotta close that out. If you're I mean, you don't you don't let that happen if you're gonna win a championship. Um but good for the Bucks too, right? They they're down 10 going into the fourth quarter and they never gave up and they did what they had to do to win that game. Um Impressive win by the Bucs and slightly disappointing loss by the, the Celtics. Oh, not I mean, for me, that's a huge disappointment. If I'm if I'm a Celtics fan, I'm I'm real, I'm real disappointed. Um, you can't use the this team is young excuse anymore. Um, that's an old excuse for the Celtics, in my opinion. Um, Tatum's been in the league at several home too. at uh, home. The Celtics oh yeah. are at home too. Like that's that's unacceptable. Have ten point lead going to the fourth quarter at home. Yeah, you got, you got with like with like six or seven minutes left, they were up by two, yeah. and that place was juiced up, man. Um, when uh, I th- who was it? I don't remember. Maybe it was a Tatum jump shot that missed, and Horford came storming into the lane and oh, yeah. just a put back jam. It was awesome it was sick yeah. and the crowd went crazy i was like that could be the dagger for the game mm-hmm. it kind of felt like okay the celtics are going to take this thing over this like this is it that was it that's what they needed and the bucks just kept coming back um for True, me they hit big shots down down this some big threes down the stretch who did you say through holiday oh yeah yeah some big threes late in the game they had some – I mean, the Bucks had some really big offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. Some of those are good bounces. Some of them are just hustle plays. Um, Marcus Smart had a really rough final minute. What's up, Luke? Everybody, we got, we got Luke on the podcast now. <laughs> He's fighting sleep, and Mama has been mama out, so. Oh, come on, dude. You're supposed to go to sleep. Picking his nose right now. Oh yeah, pick a winner. Yep. Taking for gold. Yep. So. Hey, at least he didn't eat it. That's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, do you want to take a break? We can. We can. Oh no. Keep recording. Yeah, no. Let's just, let's just knock it out. All right. Um, Marcus Smart had a rough final minute. He had three turnovers. Ooh. Uh, in that well. One of them was a, was a block shot, but I'm going to call it a turnover anyway. Um, in the final minute, um, that really ended up being the difference. Two of those turnovers led to key points for the Bucks, <laughs> And the last turnover sealed the game. I don't know if you remember that last, that last play. They inbounded it, gave it to Smart, and then Drew just stole it. And, and the game was over. Well, it was um, weird, too, because, like, look, walk it, like, I had to watch that one again because I was just like, what happened on that play? To me, it looked like Marcus Smart had wide open lane where if it was just like he took like three or four hard dribbles, he would have had like a pretty wide open layup in my opinion. And then it was just like he kind of hesitated. Like he was like almost shocked that there was like 
that big of a hole. Mm-hmm. It was like by the time he decided to take that shot, it was like Drew Holiday was just right behind him waiting for that to happen. Yeah. Uh, I didn't notice that. I have to I'll have to go back and watch that watch that again. But it was weird. Maybe I was seeing something differently, but it was almost looked like and I don't know if it, it was like he hesitated because he was just like, should I really do this with like a few seconds left? Like it was almost kind of like the Ben Simmons play last year. Where yeah. it was just do I take it? Like, do I go and oh yeah. You know what I mean? And then it was just like he ended up passing up where it was just like he hesitated and then it was like, okay, I'm gonna just take a jumper, and it was just like you should have just gone, should have just gone for it, right? Yeah. Go strong, get a foul, shoot some free throws, you know, like. Yeah. To his, to Smart's defense, it was not as bad as Ben Simmons. Um, not nearly as bad as Ben Simmons. <laughs> nothing's that bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a rough, uh, it was a rough, you can't, you can't knock him for not trying. Um, he was, he his, his heart was in it, but he, it was just a bad minute for Marcus Smart, and I think that really highlights uh, a key a weakness in the Celtics roster. They really don't have really good ball handlers. They don't have an elite ball handler. Um, like Drew Holiday is not letting that happen in the last minute of the game. CP3 is not letting that happen. Um, you know, Jaw's not letting that happen. Steph's not letting that happen. Um, the Celtics just don't have a great ball handler. Um, they have phenomenal defense. Um, they play like a team on offense, but they just don't have a great ball handler. And that, that kind of killed them in that last minute. Um, no, ended I, up being the difference. Drew just kind of took advantage of them. Mm-hmm, I agree. I think, especially late in the game, I think the, the Celtics were relying on Jason uh, Tatum too much. Whereas the the Bucks had a really good ball movement towards the end of the end of the game, you know, there's a couple of people who took, passed up really. I thought pretty. Good. If they took the shot, it would have been a good look, and they passed it up to give a, a better look, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it was just, you know, I think I don't, yeah, uh, I was really impressed with the really impressed with the Bucks and just really disappointed with the, the Celtics there. Yeah. Yeah, no more excuses for the Celtics. Tatum's been in the league for several years now. Um, Brown's been in the league for several years now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have vets like Horford. Uh, Smart's been in the league for a while now. Like they're, They've been in the playoffs. They've been here. They can't keep letting this happen. Like to their, to their defense a little bit, they are playing a championship-level team. Like the Bucs are really good. And they've been there, and they know how to win. Um, but at some point, you got to beat, you got to beat Milwaukee. You know, Boston's excuse before Milwaukee was LeBron. It's like, oh, well, now LeBron's gone. Take the East. It's like Giannis was like, no, I'll take the East. It's mine now. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, Celtics. They need to just uh, they need to man up. They got to take two now. It's gonna be tough gonna be tough it's gonna be tough uh let's go through dallas and phoenix quick uh i don't have a lot to say on this um the suns just seemed like just the better team in this game um they didn't look it in the games three and four in dallas um but the suns out assisted i don't know if that's a real term but out assisted the mavericks 28 to 9 
in that game. Luca led the team in assists with two. <laughs> uh, granted, he was tied with two other guys at two, but when you're leading, when your lead assist guy is at two, that's a bad game. That's a really bad game. That's not going to get it done. No, not at all. Um, yeah, and then yeah, it's good to see the the Suns come back and again. I'm going to be full disclosure here. I'm kind of rooting for the Mavs to win this this series. Um, oh, I know. I can feel it. I, I know. I, I can feel I it know. in our texting thread. Dylan, Dylan and I are big Luca fans, so yeah. I, you know, I, like, yeah. But for him to only have two assists slightly concerning it's either other guys on the team are, are just missing shots or um there may be lack of ball movement again i i didn't watch a ton of that that game that game five um one thing that's slightly concerning with the suns is just chris paul's ability to really not score right now yeah you know, he's had he had seven points last night. He had four points the night before and fouled out after like 20 minutes. Um, I think it was game two. Game two, he went off, but that was at the very end of the game. Um, so it's, it'd be nice to see him at least scoring kind of around 20 points a game um, to alleviate some of the pressure off of um, Booker. But, I mean, other than that, the Suns are – I mean, I think they're – they had a couple tough losses, but I think they're back in – I think they're back to where they, they need to be. Yeah. Well, and the fact that CP3 didn't have a great scoring game. He had 10 assists. You know, he still distributed the ball well. Um, but the fact that he only had seven points and they still won by 30 is like, sure, I can see it as a concern for the Suns. Like, why isn't CP3 scoring? But – it's also a concern for the Mavericks. You know, what happens when CP3 is on as well? Um, so, I don't know. Just playing devil's avocado there. Yeah, no, and absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think if – I think this, this series would be over if Chris Paul was scoring about 20 points a game. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't think he – I don't think he's going to be that guy at 37 years old. I don't think they should expect that from him, you know. Uh, it, you know, a twenty-eight a point point a night guy. Like, I don't think that's that's going to happen. He's, um, but if they can get that from him, you know, two maybe three games a series, um, they're going to be hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, two more games. We'll go through them quick. Miami, Philly. One thing I noticed. Did you notice all the empty seats? That he came. I go didn't and, go and go and watch it. Go and watch it again. Just just open like the highlights or something. You'll see it. You, you'll see it there. Um, there, it was. It took like until like midway through the second quarter for like most of the seats to fill up. <laughs> like this is a playoff game, and it's tied two two. Why isn't that place packed at tip? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that is just mind boggling to me. Miami is. Yeah, what the heck? Clearly, one of the got one of the worst basketball cities. Like, no one seems to care. Why? Why is no one there? 
What the heck? That's weird. That's really disappointing. I mean, they, they ended up filling it. It reminds me of like like an SC game in LA where it, you know, at the beginning at kickoff, it's like, oh my gosh, there's like 10 people there. It's just kind of it's just kind of the crowds you get in those, you know, beach towns, I guess. Um, you know, towns on the coast, guy people just doing other things. It's like, yeah, I'll show up when we show up. Anyway. Um I don't know where Danny Green was in this game. I don't know where Vintage Harden went. Maxi Harris, everyone was invisible. Even Embiid didn't play well. Uh, that was bad. Um, curious to see. I mean, they better show up in game six in Philly or it's over. So James Harden's back, baby. <laughs> yeah. That lasted, huh? Lost in the game. Like, okay, now he's now he's back. Back to yeah. his 20 points a game. Come on, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They played like it was a throwaway game in January. I was genuinely confused by how flat they looked. I'm like, this and it and this has been the case with a lot of road a lot of road teams. I'm like, why aren't these road teams showing up? It's like they're we'll just wait until we're back home to play hard. I, have you noticed that? Like these road teams just look terrible. The other thing too that I thought was kind of a surprising stat. Um, I think I heard it on ESPN, maybe, but like 80%, roughly 80. It's like high 70s, I think, like 78, 79% of the teams who win game five when after it being tied um, to go up like 3 2, they win the series. So it's just like, you, I don't know. If I was a numbers yeah. guy, um, I'd be like, okay, we got to win this game because our chances increase pretty substantially if we win this game right move on right because then it's just and win it's, one of two after that yeah exactly and then it's just like yeah to see the the sixers especially after the sixers going down 2-0 and coming back and tying it up like i had all the momentum in the world just like gotta keep that freight train going and it was just like they came out and laid a goose egg yeah well and after mb loses the mvp vote as well if mm-hmm. I'm if I'm Embiid, look, I get that he's hurt. I, I get that, and I'm sure he's in se- severe pain. So, like, good for him for just being out there, to be honest. But still, like, you lose the MVP, go out there and play pissed off. You know what I mean? Like, go out there and show everyone that you should have been the MVP. Instead, he comes out, lays an egg, and we're like, okay, well, yeah, that's probably why Jokic won it. Impressive for the Heat, though. They had seven dudes over ten points. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Solid. They play good team ball. They're not like the sexiest team to watch, but they just keep winning. I mean, they're a one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals, so no one believes in them. But they just keep winning games. Yeah, no, they're they're fun to watch. They're 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 full of just lunch pail dudes. Yeah, they are. Jimmy Butler's a lunch pail dude, man. He is. He is a lunch pail legend. Yeah, I like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he's got he's either he's really polarizing, right? He's either really good for your team, or I think as the Wolves found out, um, can also be a very negative impact. <laughs> yeah, I think Cat's the issue. Cat's a yeah. baby. Yeah, big cat. Get that dude out. Yeah, he's a baby cat. 
Um, all right, last last series, Golden State Memphis. I don't know what to think about this series. Uh, I'm definitely worried about the Warriors, as as are you. They're up three two. It doesn't feel like that. Um, I think who? Uh, I don't know. I feel like whoever comes out of this series isn't going to go to the finals. I think Dallas Phoenix, whoever comes out of that series, is probably going to the finals. I don't feel confident in Golden State or Memphis right now. Even after Memphis blew out Golden State, they're still going to have to win two more games. They're going to have to go to to the Bay and win a game there. I, I don't know. I think if you, I, I think we're all in agreement a couple of weeks ago. That first series, like I think it was, Golden State scored like I was like seventy points in like a very very short period of time. It's just like how like who's going to beat Golden State right now? Yeah. And then it's just like, and again, maybe it's like the Grizzlies are just playing phenomenal defense, but it's just like the Warriors just look out of it right now. Yeah, but I mean, it's not going to get easier against the Suns or the Mavericks. They both play great defense. You know, like I, I don't know who Bridges is going to guard, but Bridges could guard any of Golden State's, you know, shooters. Like, he could take any of them. Um, I don't know. I, I don't I, – I just feel like if, if Golden State and Phoenix were to play, just based off the last couple of games, Phoenix – or not Phoenix, Golden State just kind of looks old. They don't look all that, all that explosive. They for sure look tired. Yeah. Which is odd because it's just like the most athletic person in their – Memphis's best – players hurt so it's like yeah. you, think, you think that that would be in their advantage but at the same time too memphis also played pretty dang good when when jaw was out so it's like i don't know why that is um yeah but they they definitely showed it tonight dropping 134 points yeah the only the only issue I have writing off Golden State is I just I can't write off Steph. You just never know. Like when you're like, ah, Steph's done, and then he drops like 40. It's like, okay, never mind. I don't know. I, I can't write off Steph. We'll see. I I don't know. Yeah, if they play if they play like they did in, in the in the first series, I just I think Denver's bad. I think they looked really good because Denver's kind of a slow, unathletic team. And if Golden State's lost a step, that's a really nice matchup for them. You know what I mean? And you face athletic teams like Memphis or Phoenix. Um, I, I just think that's a problem for them. So I think they need to they need to be playing a team that's not nearly as athletic. Yeah. Like Steph and, and Jordan Poole are able to they basically just run around guys until they're tired and then they come up with wide open threes, right? Like, and then that opens up guys like Clay Thomas and, and, and whatnot to hit the, the corner three and whatnot. But yeah. Yeah. It's an athletic team. It's not athletic than, than golden state, like just running around in circles, isn't going to get you open shots. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's a good matchup left for them, like an unathletic team. Um, 
I mean, Dallas doesn't play super fast. Maybe that's a better matchup for them than Phoenix, but still, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know who guards Luca. Like who guards Luca? Draymond? I don't know. You'd have to put Draymond on him. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a good matchup. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Draymond can can guard Luca for a whole game. I think that's they got to find. They had to have someone else. I don't know who, but it's well, not gonna be Clay for Golden State. Is, Steve Kerr's also been out the last two games with COVID. Was he out today too? Not today too. So oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's something. I mean, what does matter? Mike. I mean, Mike Brown's a service. I mean, he. I think he led the the Cavs to a couple finals. So it's not like he's some slouch of a coach by any means. So yeah, I mean, but Steve Kerr just has a good good energy and a good presence, and he's he's very motivating. He he seems to be the guy that they that team really responds to. So yeah. that could be something too, right? Um, also, like. Um, I know Draymond is kind of dealing with some personal issues with his friend passing away over the weekend. He's like mm-hmm. the heart of that team. So that could be something he could just be out of it mentally. Um, yeah, I didn't know that. Probably too. Um, so there's a couple factors in there that could be playing to it. But yeah, definitely the last couple of games, not, not encouraging for Golden State. Yeah, I agree. Jury's still out. Can never count out Golden State. We'll see. Maybe they'll figure it out and start clicking again. Um, but right now, it's definitely cause for concern. They don't look great. They don't look good. They, they kind of look bad. Um, You're to pick right now, putting you on the spot. Who's going to go out of the West? Who's going to win it all right now if you were to pick a team? Phoenix. It's Phoenix or Phoenix or Milwaukee, one of the two. I'll go Phoenix, a revenge tour. There you go. That's that's a good pick. But I think when Phoenix when Phoenix is playing, look, no one can stop Giannis. Like no one has an answer for Giannis. You can't guard him. Um, you can only hope to contain him. Um, even then, there's not much hope. Um, I don't know. I just I, I think the when the Suns are really clicking, they're a really good team. Um, and I think the Mavericks are an underrated team. Um, after watching them against the Jazz, I was like, dang, this team's for real. Like they're pretty good. And they're giving, I mean, they're giving Phoenix fits. So but I would I would say Phoenix. Phoenix out of the West, Milwaukee out of the East. And good luck with Giannis. Who do you got? Bucks get Chris Middleton back. I really like the Bucks because that just opens up so many more op- opportunities on offense. True. Um, something about this Heat team, though. I like I like this Heat team. I mean, outside of Jimmy Butler, they don't have a ton of dudes, right? Like it's just a bunch of lunch pail dudes, right? Uh-huh. Undrafted free agents who just started clicking. They have a good coach. But yeah. at the same time, too, I feel like 
most great teams have that superstar. Not counting Jimmy Butler out because I love Jimmy. But like Giannis is the best player in the league. I don't think they're I don't think they're beating the Bucks in the East. I just don't like Bam is great. Giannis is gonna eat Bam's lunch. He's not big enough. Um, not to mention, I mean, Brooke Lopez is bigger than anyone on the Heat. Um, the Bucks just have a massive, massive size advantage over the Heat, and that's going to be a big problem. Who knows? Maybe, maybe the Heat will go just just small ball and um, force Lopez off the floor. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I think we can call it a night. You good with that? We've covered covered all the series. I think we're – I don't have much else to say. Yeah, I don't have really a ton more to add either. Um, I think we covered covered enough. We didn't want to go too deep without, without Dylan, without D-Money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I nothing, – cool. nothing, nothing more to add on, on my end other than – Mariners are back to their their Mariner ways. Yeah, screw the Mariners. I'm done. I'm about to just choose another team. It's been 20 years too long. Can't do it. That's when they're gonna win. I know. And then I'll be a, and then I'll be a bandwagon fan. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Your Mariners hats and shirts and. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, next week. We'll go over the – we'll do the AFC teams. We'll do our top five AFC teams. We'll each give our top five. Uh, we'll go over some NBA playoffs. Obviously, there will be some good stuff there. Um, any news, notes that come up, we'll be sure to cover it. We'll give our Lunch Pail Legend of the Week. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah? Yeah. I think that, that's a wrap. <laughs> Sorry for the background noise. Oops. No. Rummaging. It's all good. I, I understand. I get it. Um, if you're listening and you have not already given us the lunch pail legends, a five-star rating on Spotify or Apple podcasts, please do so. We appreciate it. We would appreciate it. Share it with your friends. Um, let them know how legendary this podcast is. Um, the lunch pail legends. Um, that's all we got for this week until next week. The lunch pail legends are out. I'm not a man, 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 I'